Uh, So Galatians chapter 5, we're mainly starting at verse 13, but I'm going to read verse 1 as well. So Galatians chapter 5, verse 1 says, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. Jump down to verse 13. For you are called to freedom, brothers. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For the whole law is fulfilled in one word. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. But if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. But I say walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are evident. Sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warned you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit... Let us also walk by the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. The grass withers, the flower fades. Um, The scripture says the word of the Lord uh, endures forever. And we pray that it would uh, tonight. Sex and and dating, or just to speak into the topic of dating. Um, And and the first thing I want to say is that, that I don't envy you. Um, and it's, it's great to be out of that, that phase. Uh, it's difficult. <clears throat> there's, there's pain involved. I have, have lots of conversations with you all about it. There's, there's confusion going on. Like, what's going on in dating? Is, is something starting here? Is it not? You keep having to have the DTR talk of, like, what's, what, what is this? There's pain, uh, heartache. Sometimes there's excitement. There's letdown. The never being sure. Uh, the, the thought you were very sure. The rejection, etc. Uh, whether you're in relationships or not in relationships, going through uh, the breakup, <clears throat> whether you should be going through a breakup, um, or what, or other people in a relationship and how I'm dealing with their relationship, um, like these are conversations that I get to have with y'all again and again. I watch the watch the hurt, the difficulty, and, and part of it's just the stage and what you're what you're going through. So when it comes to like dating or or romantic relationships, it seems like there's either it's always either there's too much advice all over the place or, there, or there's not enough advice uh, being given. Because there's lots of ideas, uh, concerns, tons of different books that you could go read, books on Christian views of dating and whatnot, um, articles that you could read. I've got some I'd, I'd love to give you. Um, or friends' opinions on your relationship, right? Like there's, there's the never-ending supply of other people's views of who you're with, who you should be with, how that relationship should be going, what you should be doing. Um, and very little of all these things are, are actually biblical, um, partially because the, 
The Bible never speaks about dating. It doesn't say anything. So if you hear someone saying, this is the biblical view of dating, you've got to go, eh, I don't know about that. Um, there's not a biblical view of dating. There's things that the Bible says that apply to dating, and we want to look at some of that tonight. There are all kind of, all kind of advice that's out there. So the basic question is, should you date or not? Um, or in what context, right? Should you date or not, and if so, uh, how? And the best answer to that question clearly is evangelism. Evangelism. Uh, so-called missionary dating, right? Um, uh, this is for fun. There's this website that I came across called Date to Save. Um, date to Save.com. Dating to save people from hell. Uh, using your hot body to, to bring people to the Lord. Um, <clears throat> here, are their, uh, here are their 10 Christian dating tips for effective missionary dating. Yes, yes. Um, Usually wouldn't bring these into a sermon, but it's a hard topic, so here we go. Uh, if he tells you you're, that you're hot, tell him God made you hot. <laughs> if he wants to hold your hand, give him a Bible. <laughs> if he tries to get closer, tell him the Holy Spirit is wooing him. If he asks to pay for dinner, remind him that Jesus also paid a debt he did not owe. <laughs> If he reaches his arms or arm around you, tell him that no one, nobody will ever be as close to you as Jesus is. If he tries to kiss you, if he tries to kiss you, remind him that a kiss killed your Savior. And then in parentheses, and you're not ready to speak in tongues. If he asks to come inside, ask him if he has asked Jesus to come inside his heart. If he tells you he loves you, tell him that Jesus loves him. If he gets angry that you won't put out, clarify to him that WWJD does not mean who would Jesus do. <laughs> after you dump him, this is number 10, after you dump him, tell him Jesus Christ will never leave or forsake him. <laughs> um, so they've got, uh, yeah, they've got... Um, T-shirts that you can buy out there, uh, too. Johnny, you still have anything? Okay. Here you go. Uh, date to save or flirt to convert. <laughs> um. Flirt. <laughs> All right. I'll get that out. Um. So the basic question, should you date or not, and if so, how? And the point of reading that is to say there's a whole lot of bad advice out there. Right? That's intentionally bad advice. Um. Some of it's not. There's a lot of bad answers to that question. How do you answer that question? Should you date or not? In what context? And if so, uh, how or why? I know there's a lot of different experiences in the room. Some of you are dating right now. Uh, some of you, one of you thinks that you're dating. The other person doesn't think that you're dating. You're still figuring that out. <laughs> some of you are not dating. Some of you have never dated. Some of you have sworn off dating, like at least in, for the time being until the cute guy comes in or the cute girl. So you have various different experiences in dating, uh, good, bad. Some of you have lots of sexual experience. Some of you uh, never had a boyfriend, never had a girlfriend, uh, never been kissed. Um, all, all kind of different places, okay? How does Scripture speak to your world? How does it speak into the world of, of dating on the campus um, and to your life? Should you date or not? How or why? 
We're going to look at just three different sides from the passage. And here's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, uh, one, like, get through this quicker. But uh, I'm trying to not just, there's all kinds of things I would love to say to you about dating. My advice on dating, what I think about, all these different things. And what I wanted to do is particularly focus on this passage and saying, what is the Bible saying here? And how does that apply uh, to dating? Um, I'd love to give you other resources to think through it a little bit more, uh, but I don't want to get on my hobby horses either. Um, so the first thing, freedom to date or not, um, right? Verse th- 13, you were called uh, to freedom. Paul's not talking about dating here, right? So you should be suspicious of me at this point. <laughs> so he says you're called to freedom. That doesn't mean, so before you, uh, before you go, see, I'm free, to, I'm free to date. I'm free to do whatever I want in a dating relationship because it says I'm called uh, to freedom. Get back to verse 1 as well, right? Uh, um, don't submit again to a yoke of slavery, um, and no, he's still not talking about uh, dating, right? You should just stay single because every dating relationship is a yoke of slavery. By the way, if you feel that way, you should probably get out of that relationship. <laughs> um, uh, but he says you're called to freedom. What, what's he talking about here? How does that apply to dating? Because I'm saying that it applies this way. Date if you want to. Don't date if you don't want to. There's freedom. That's that's pretty simple. Uh, so everyone's, uh, it, it is not something that matters overly. It's not something that should be defining to you. That's why we're often overly preoccupied with it, um, the relationship that we're in, and we can put all kind of pressures on that relationship of how that defines us, of are we good enough for it, is it good enough for us, is this making our life worthwhile, where is this going to go in our future, does our future hang according to the balance of this relationship? Free to date, free not to date. Free to break up in the relationship. Free to start into another relationship. It's not something that should be defined to you. So when everyone tells you, oh, but he's a great guy, or she's really into you, I think y'all would be a great match, or whatever different things, um, or you should probably start dating someone unless you really like cats and would like to live alone for a long time. Um, yet you have freedom. You have freedom. When everyone's telling you uh, not to date, now if they're telling you not to date a particular person, you might should pay a bit of attention to some of that. Um, if they're telling you, no, you shouldn't be dating, or dating is bad, dating is wrong, dating is unbiblical, or you shouldn't be dating, you should be courting. Uh, I don't know where this stuff comes from. Try not to get started on the hobby horse there. Or world, you have, you have freedom. Freedom to date, freedom not to date. Here, but here's the thing. Some of you don't want freedom. It's harder when you have freedom. Well, how do you know if you're doing it the right way? How do I know if my relationship's okay or not? Should I be in this? Uh, Some of you don't want freedom. You want a rule. Uh, You want a standard that says, am I good enough? Am I I doing good enough? Um, Paul in this passage is not talking about dating. Uh, He's talking about circumcision. He's talking about a denial of the gospel because they were saying that people still, that even if they believed in Jesus, they still needed to be uh, circumcised. They look at circumcised as a standard of being good enough. It was just a standard that they looked to. Uh, fine, yes, yes, uh, it's good. We need Jesus, but we need Jesus, and you need to be circumcised. And, and if you're not, then you're not really in the body of Christ, really uh, connected to Him. Um, and, and Paul, Paul, in this letter is harsh, um, right? He comes out, he's like, right from the beginning, who's bewitched you, O foolish Galatians, that you've so quickly diverted from the, uh, uh, deserted the gospel I proclaimed to you for another gospel. Not that there is another gospel. Um, right, the, the way he's saying is, is when we begin to say that, there's, that we need Jesus, 
plus something else, then we're actually giving up the gospel. Because if we need Jesus and something else, then we're saying that Jesus isn't enough for us. If you need Jesus and for your dating relationship that you're in right now to work out, be careful. Um, you can be denying the gospel. Now, if you need Jesus and to have a girlfriend or have a boyfriend, uh, or for this thing not to break up, then are we adding something else to it? Uh, you want to know if um, if, you're, if you're dating or not, if, if that's the right way. Doing it the biblical way. Is courtship the biblical way? Uh, you have to give up like casual dating the way our culture does it, or this, that, or the other thing, or uh, really old book, kissing, dating, goodbye, no more. Um, there's freedom. You, you never date. That's great. Freedom. Get your parents to set you up with an arranged marriage. If anything, that's closer to biblical. <laughs> you, you see it in the Bible. Doesn't make it biblical. Make it. Um, uh, or, or you want to know that your relationship is good, that it's going to work out, that you're that you're so compatible, and that this thing is good. It's good for you. It's, it, it brings uh, it makes you important. There's freedom, freedom not to be defined by it, uh, freedom to give that up, freedom to continue on it. Um, Paul is Paul is harsh. Um, if you if you've got your Bibles, the, the verse before we started, or verse uh, verse twelve, um, talking about circumcision, um, he takes it so far of how much he is frustrated that they are trying to add something else to who Jesus is and implying that Jesus is not enough. He says, I wish those who unsettle you would go all the way and emasculate themselves. Not just a little bit of cutting, but get rid of the whole uh, thing. Um, so, like, yeah, I don't know what you look to for the rule or for the standard of, are you doing enough? Um, maybe it's because you're not dating. Maybe it's because of the way you're doing in your dating relationship is really better than a lot of other people and you try to be biblical about it. Maybe it's because you're courting. Maybe it's because, um, <clears throat> maybe it's because you don't worry about these things and you don't let them uh, uh, tank you down and then you hold on to, to that. Um, maybe you've never held hands with someone. But the gospel still says that, that even then you are still so bad that the only hope for you is that Jesus himself would die and be condemned by God to the pains of hell. And that's your only hope of being rescued. And that he's done that for you. And he's left nothing undone. And there's nothing left that still needs to be added to it in order for you to be accepted by God. To be loved, to be brought into that relationship, to be good enough for God. Good enough that your heart can rest a content, a secure, loved, trusting uh, in God. He has done it all for us. Jesus is enough. It's for freedom and that Christ has set us free. Not to some or one other standard of the law, be it Christian behavior or Old Testament laws, things, or just, or just cultural norms. Free from trying to fit in enough with the cultural norms that other people think, yes, what you're doing is good and this is acceptable and, and your life is going pretty well. He sets you uh, free from that. Um, uh, you, were, uh, you were called to freedom, uh, Paul says. Let Jesus alone be your standard and don't let other things uh, define if you're good enough. Not singleness, not dating, not boyfriend or girlfriend, not purity or impurity. I, I didn't say that you should date. I didn't say that dating is bad. And I didn't say that dating is good. I said Christ is good. 
uh, and Christ is enough for you. And if you're going to enter into anything about dating, consider not dating or start dating, uh, it's, it's because or you need to start off resting uh, in who Christ is. And that question becomes um, <clears throat> uh, affects then how you, how you view uh, that dating. The question becomes, how do you use that freedom? That's what I meant to say. Um, <clears throat> you've, you've been called to freedom, brothers. And what's the next thing he says? Um, only, verse 13, uh, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, uh, but, as an, uh, but through love serve one another. Dating to use others or dating to serve others. Use others for uh, security or romance or sexual favors or to have someone to kiss or to kiss you. Uh, Free meals just to cover your loneliness um, or to play marriage. Uh, Or is it dating to to serve others, actually loving your neighbor, concern for the other person and what's good uh, for them? like dating here, you know, it's always so hard to like define dating. Like, when are you dating? When are you just going on dates? Or like different terms for it? Or you're going steady? Or like whatever these like old-fashioned expressions, right? Um, he, listen, dating it, it falls under the category of surprise, surprise, ready? Friendship. Uh, you're, you're friends with a person, and then maybe in that friendship, you're saying, "Huh, I wonder if we're compatible and would be interested in." Spending our life together in marriage. If there's some sort of interest along with that, but it still stays under the framework of, of friendship. Um, when, when sex enters into that picture of, uh, of, of that friendship, that is, that is not just friendship anymore. It's moved outside the boundaries of that. It's, either biblically that would be what belongs in marriage, or otherwise biblically it's talked about as sexual morality or an affair or whatever different things. Um, uh, uh, I at least need to warn you as well about dating. You have freedom, but I need to say, watch out for dating. Um, right? Verse, verse 15, he says, uh, but if you bite and devour one another, watch out that you are not consumed by one another. I sometimes I have to go to this passage and remind myself that it's not actually talking about dating uh, because sometimes it looks this way. Um, biting, devouring, bickering, the envy, the, the things that go into it, and then how it all plays out, um, and not being consumed by one another. Um, do, you, do you ever notice like the odds words that are used for same words used for sex and for like just being in a bad situation? Um, like I won't mention all of them, but uh, but you can talk about you know, oh you're just screwed when something or other happened, right? And you can refer to screwing someone. You're like, why are these why are these things can combine? Because that's the way we're often using these activities when it's outside of that uh, uh, commitment. Um, uh, still, okay, warning you about it. Um, that your freedom is often used to devour. And that's often the dating I've seen. But still, freedom to date or not to date. Um, and that's where Paul then goes and continues uh, and, and introduces these conflicting and contrary desires of the spirit and the flesh. Right, it's always true with everything that we do, uh, that we have mixed motives. Maybe good reasons that you're doing it, but there's also not good reasons that we're doing it. We need to be honest about that. I had a, uh, several years back, I had a conversation with a couple, and the guy was, uh, you know, if, I, if I know you well, if you'll give me the privilege of like, being in your life, I'll ask you questions. You never have to answer the questions, but I'll ask you questions. So I was asking them, okay, what about the like physical side of your relationship? How's that going? How's the a struggle with that? And uh, he said, 
I said, no, really, it's okay because because uh, neither of us uh, want to go too far. I looked at him, I was like, liar? <laughs> what? I'm like, liar? Oh, you, you both want to get naked and go at it. That's half the reason that you're dating. Um, it's, it's great that you're both intentional to not do that, but be, be honest that there's conflicting desires that are going on in this way. The only way there's not conflicting desires is if you're not converted. If you're not a Christian, then there's, then there's not the desires of the Spirit fighting against that. The question is, what comes out of those warring desires? Is it the works of the flesh or the works of the Spirit? Um, Paul says, verse 19, the works of the flesh are evident. Um, they're evident in, in every relationship, but especially evident in dating. We just read through the list, thinking about dating. Sexual immorality. Hmm impurity, sensuality. That's like half the reason that you're excited about getting into a dating relationship, why you're not just friends with one another, um, or what you do with that. Um, idolatry, all the time. No, like you have it like carved a little piece of wood that looks like the person that you want to date and started to bow down to it, right? <laughs> Please tell me you've not done that. Um, Paul says that's where uh, covetousness is idolatry. Wanting something, uh, wanting to possess something that's not yours and letting that thing define you, that's idolatry. Um, we, we do that with, with the people that we're interested in, much less the people that we're dating all the time. Uh, uh, and what comes from it? All kind of jealousies, all kind of strife, dissension, divisions, rivalries, envy, etc., uh, etc., um, and Paul's just Paul's harsh but clear that will not inherit the kingdom of God, those who practice such things. It's a pathway to hell. If that's you, that's your relationship, be warned. Um, it's not saying you're saved by works. Um, but where there's not works, there's, there's not conversion. Um, if all that's coming out is, is works of the flesh, stop trying to do better, stop trying to hide that, stop trying to tell other people it's all right, and run to Jesus. Uh, he's enough for you. He's enough to cover over these things. Uh, the works of the flesh are against the works, are against the fruit of the spirit. Um, I know we don't have time, but uh, the fruit of the spirit, love, joy. J- just imagine how different dating would be if it was characterized uh, by these types of relating. Dating, only college campus. Uh, love, joy, peace. That'd be nice. You would have not have to listen to the bickering and the gossip of what's going on in other people's relationships. Um, patience, long-suffering, uh, kindness. Actual goodness, that'd be great. Faithfulness, can we have a little bit more of that? Gentleness, uh, self-control, against those things there, there is no law. These are not things that you can work out yourself and make happen in the relationship. Jesus, bring these things out of us as we're focused on him, as we're resting in him. They're the, work, they're the fruit uh, of uh, the Spirit. Um, again, don't make it the rule. Uh, it comes from him. Those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with his passions, Live according to what's been done uh, by Jesus. If we live by the Spirit, if we've been converted by the Spirit, let us walk by the Spirit. So even as you decide whether you should date or not date, or if so, how, here's the conclusion. You are called to freedom. Freedom to go out and date. Freedom to break up. Freedom to not worry about whether you're going to keep dating or, or break up. You're called to freedom. Only don't use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh. How about through love, serve one another?